it downtown, Petco Park, a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby said she wanna go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 224 of the Talking Ferraris podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. Padres just got their first sweep since, I think, June, June 20th or something like that against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They just swept the Giants, turned the lights out literally in San Francisco. Uh, the lights were out in game one of the series. San Francisco's lights are out for this season. They probably already were. They're definitely out now. Um, Padres just got their 73rd win on the season. Josh Hader came into the game. Bob Melvin put him in in a one-run game, and he got the save. Yeah, he was a little wild sometimes, fastballs up. Uh, there was one fastball that was down and away to a lefty. Campy didn't catch it, went to the uh, backstop. Runner got to second. By the way, the runner that he allowed, that single, was just a little bloop single that jock peterson fought off uh so this is very encouraging that one bowmel's confident enough to put hater in the game like this uh after just being trash uh on sunday against the royals in a game they were already losing and two if hater can pitch better i'm not even saying if he can be josh hater if he can just pitch better and be somewhat of a reliable reliever that takes the, some of the pressure off of Nick Martinez. That takes some of the pressure off of Morajone and Suarez and Luis Garcia because they don't have to probably pitch back-to-back -back days uh, all the time leading up to the end of the season. Um, I put out a tweet before Hader started that ninth inning, and I said, for some reason, I think Hader's going to get the job done today. And he got it done. I... I I don't really know what that reason was. Uh, in my head, I was kind of thinking, I guess my reasoning in my head was, you know, Bomel had, I guess, the balls to put him in. He, he trusted him. Um, if Bomel is going to trust him after that trash performance on Sunday, he must have found something, right? He knows more than we do. Uh, Niebla must have found something with him if they're confident in putting him in because look at the situation there. Like, if they're confident in putting him in, then I'm going to be confident in Hader today. Uh, Morahone, Garcia, both of them had already pitched. And so if I go to the bullpen chart that I put out on Twitter earlier today, so Martinez wasn't going to pitch today. He wasn't an option. Tim Hill, he's not an option as a closer. Chris Matt, he's not really an option as a closer. So what? It was it was between Steven Wilson, Robert Suarez, and Josh Hader probably. And he went with Hader. And I think, yeah, fans seeing you know Hader recently, they'd probably be like, no, go to Steven Wilson or go to Robert Suarez. But Robert Suarez did have that shaky outing the other night on when was that Monday? Um, I think where he loaded the bases. So it, maybe it's for them. It was between Wilson and uh, Hater, and they went with Hater. Huge, huge props to Bob Melvin for uh, being willing to put Josh Hader on the mound, and props to Josh Hader for continuing to grind and continuing to try to find it. Right? I'm not trying to say here that Josh Hader he's back, right? There were some wild pitches. He, he didn't look dominant, but he looked uh, competent, if that makes sense. So I'm just happy for Josh that he was able to get this save. Hopefully he was able to get some confidence back after today. And I also think it was important that he was able to pitch today and get the save and get confidence going into this Dodgers series because you're going to have to use him, I would think. Three-game series against the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers do have competitive at-bats. You want to have someone who throws 99 up and in um, against the Dodgers, I would think, right? So he can get some confidence after this game or from this game. 
and then use him at some point during the Dodgers series. I'm not saying that he's, like I mentioned, I'm not saying he's back. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to use him multiple times during the Dodgers series, but I, I think that they were going to have to use him during the Dodgers series at some point. They're going to. Um, so getting this out of the way, uh, a successful outing out of the way, I, I think is really good for the team and for haters' confidence um, You know, before going into Dodger Stadium. Like him going out there at Dodger Stadium, uh, which would have been on four days rest if he pitches Friday, uh, assuming, let's say he didn't pitch today, and he has to go into Dodger Stadium in a high-leverage situation and pitch four days off, you think he has a ton of confidence? I, I think he's going to have more confidence now that he was able to have success uh, against the Giants today in that ninth inning. And the one hit that he did give up was, again, Jock Peterson. It was fastball up and in. He fought it off. It was a little blooper in the center field. I think Grisham was playing deep. So that wasn't even... Uh, you know, a meatball or anything like that. And the runners shouldn't have gotten to second because Campy shouldn't have um, boxed that one. He should have caught that ball um, that was down and away. So I'm encouraged by what I saw from Josh Hader, but I was also encouraged from what I saw from Josh Hader, uh, the outing before the Nationals, right? He had, a, he had that bounce back outing. Uh, it was against the Guardians, I think, that Wednesday day game. Padres were getting blown out. They put Josh Hader in the game. And he pitched better. So I was encouraged from that. Then he goes and craps the bed. Like, so, um, well, no, Cleveland was after the Washington series, um, I think. Before the Royals series. That Guardians game, I believe he pitched. And he pitched better. I was encouraged by that. And we know what happened after that. So him having a good outing doesn't really mean anything. But you'd obviously rather have him get the save here. Padres sweep. And, um... I believe, what's happening with Milwaukee? Milwaukee, they won today. So the Padres keep those two and a half games up on Milwaukee for that final wild card spot. And Philly plays Arizona tonight at 640. Padres, I believe, are a half game back. No, well, now they're tied with Philadelphia for the second wild card. So if Philly loses to Arizona tonight, which they've lost to Arizona the last two nights, including when they had a 7-0 lead and choked it. If uh, Philly loses, Padres take that second wildcard spot going into the off day tomorrow and going into the Dodgers series. So it's a great series. It was a great series for the Padres. We'll talk all about it right now. Um, I'll get to your comments. If you want to support the channel, make sure, um, if you want to make sure that your comment gets up on the screen, uh, make sure to use that Super Chat button. And then on regular videos, you can use the Super Thanks button as well. If you want to support the channel, I appreciate uh, you guys tuning in here, whether that's live, replay, or on the podcast. Um, we'll talk about today, Tuesday, Monday, maybe look a little bit into the future for the Dodgers series. Um, Bob Melvin on why go to a struggling Josh Hader in such a critical spot. Bob Melvin said, we've got to get him going. Getting him through a game like that is going to be huge. I agree. Kind of talked about that, you know, giving him confidence, right? You got to get him going. Uh, you don't want to waste the guy and just have him sit there all month. And Padres did already win the series. I know every game matters, but um, let's say he blew it today. Yeah, that still sucks. And we're probably all, you know, yelling at Bomel, why the heck did you put Josh Hader in the game? But at least they already had won the series, right? And... You know, they'd still be in a playoff spot regardless if they lost today. And I agree with Bomel. You know, like at some point you do have to get him going. You figure that he's going to be a big part of this bullpen. Uh, and Bomel was saying that on High Heat on MLB Network this morning. He was saying, yeah, I think at some, I'm confident at some point Josh Hader is going to get that closer roll back. And I didn't know it was going to be later in the day today. I'm not saying he does have the closer roll back permanently. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if they go with Martinez on Friday in a closer situation. Maybe they go Hader in the eighth inning, Martinez in the ninth, uh, or what. But uh, they, they, they were going to use Hader today, or they did use Hader today in the ninth, probably partly because Martinez pitched back-to-back -back days. He wasn't going to be available today. Uh, but, yeah, lots of positives from this series. Lots of positives. Uh, today, from today's game, I mean, Joe Musgrove, hats off to him. 
six and two-thirds innings. Yeah, he gave up those three earned runs, uh, walked two, but he struck out 11. Season-high 11 strikeouts for for, uh, Joe Musgrove. His ERA is 3.01. Man, he was cruising. He struck out five guys in a row. I think those were his first five strikeouts all in a row. Um, and yeah, there were some, there were some people, some fans, you know, on Twitter and stuff saying that Musgrove should have been pulled earlier. You bring Morahone in, uh, but it's not like Morahone didn't allow a run. He allowed a run too and got taken out, um, in the middle of an inning. So I think, you know, Bob Melvin, he has a reputation, at least this season with the Padres. I wasn't watching a whole lot of A's games with the Padres. He has a reputation of leaving his starters in expressing confidence by leaving his starters in, showing confidence in them by leaving them in uh, in some situations that other managers would not leave their starters in. I like that about about Bowmel. Um, maybe he, you know, in the playoffs, postseason, or, you know, it, it gets down to the wire, you know, at the end of September or going into October because that's when the season ends. If it's down to the wire like that, maybe he, um, you know, has a shorter leash on starters. But for now, I like that approach, having confidence in them. Um, Yeah, sometimes it's not going to work out. We know it hasn't worked out sometimes. But other times, it is going to work out. And it has worked out sometimes this year for him when he does that. I'd rather have a manager be confident in their starting pitchers than a manager to pull them early and then the starting pitchers know or or think they think that they have to be perfect. Because, oh my gosh, if I allow two runners here in the fifth inning, my manager's going to pull me. You know, like Tampa Bay Rays pitchers probably feel. You know? Um, I'd rather have the opposite, like Bob Melvin. Um, Again, that might have a shorter leash in the postseason or, you know, late September, early October at the end of the regular season. But I was fine with that decision. I think Joe Musgrove would have just said, hey, uh, that Jock Peterson run shouldn't have even scored because I didn't hit him. Go look back at that replay, at Talking Friars on Twitter. Videos out there. Jock Peterson, he acted as he got hit. It hit the dirt, hopped over his foot, and the home plate umpire, because Jock told him, he initially didn't say that he got hit, but Jock told him he got hit, so he awarded him first base, and then the replay didn't do anything about it. I guess it was, you couldn't 100% say that Jock didn't get hit. Uh, I mean, from the video, uh, from screenshots, it's pretty clear to me he didn't get hit. Of course, he scores. That's one of the runs Musgrove gives up. So it probably should have been 5-3 as the final. Uh, You know, Peterson should have, or he could have got on, even if the at-bat extended. But that was BS. That call was BS. He did not get hit. Come on. Uh, The umpires were terrible this series, I thought. Today, the strike zone, holy cow. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of them went the Padres' way, uh, but some of them went the Giants' way, too. I mean, that strike that strike two on Cronenworth before uh, he struck out swinging, like, it's not even close to the strike zone. Like, what are we doing? Uh, so I'm ready for the robot umps, uh, obviously. But Joe, I mean, he was on fire to start this game before he hit that rough patch, what, in the fifth inning, sixth inning? Sixth inning, um, or no, seventh inning. Sixth inning, he gave up that double down the line, I believe. Uh, that barely was fair. It was still fair, though. Still got hit hard. Uh, but up to then, he pitched tremendously. And I don't believe the Padres have had Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove pitching great at the same time with the Padres. You know, Musgrove was consistent last year, while Snell was bad in the first half. And he was out a lot of September because of the groin injury. Um, Snell has pitched better as of late, but Musgrove has, you know, been up and down as of late. But if he can pitch like he did today and Snell can pitch like he did yesterday, man, that's the perfect time for both of them to be pitching really, really good. Because guess what? We're going into September here, the stretch run, when you want your starters, we want your starters pitching well all the time, but if you want a time for your starters to pitch well, assuming that you're in the race, I mean, it's going into September right now. So that is a great sign for the Padres. Uh, Manny Machado was huge in this series. Holy cow. 
today, bullets after bullets. I mean, the single to left, it was, it was hit like 108 miles an hour. The double to right center drove in two runs. He finished, um, let me see here, two for four with three runs driven in today. He's hitting 306 on the year. Uh, yesterday, he went two for five, drove in a run. And then on Monday, went one for five as well, scored a run. So he impacted the team all three games in this series. He was good on defense, like usual. Um, so he probably was the MVP offensively in this series. Uh, Grisham had the big home run yesterday. Brandon Drury had a big home run on Monday. But Monday, there was a lot of people contributing in that game. Um, today, obviously, if they without Manny, they don't win that game, right? Um, and then I just, I keep going back to that Josh Hader point. I'm just so, so happy and pumped up for him that he was able to be out there, you know, have his manager, his, his coaching staff, the pitching coach, Ruben Niebla, be confident in him to go out there and get a save after he just sucked on Sunday against the Royals, get the save to complete a sweep. Uh, I mean, I just couldn't be happy for the guy because he wants it. Um, and if the Padres can get a good Josh Hader, I'm not even saying the guy that didn't give up a run the first two months of the season. I'm just saying the good Josh Hader, if they can get that guy back, that's huge for this bullpen. That's absolutely huge for this bullpen. All right, I'll go through some chat here, some comments before going on to uh, Tuesday's game. I'll check. Let me check. Just make sure I didn't miss anything that I want to talk about from today's game. Obviously, Hater is the big thing for me. I already talked about Manny. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Brandon Crawford was ejected early in this game uh, from the check swing. I think that's probably, I mean, I don't know what Brandon Crawford said to the third base umpire there, Ryan Blackney or whatever his name is. Uh, but I think that was a little soft from the third base umpire. To throw him out, he only has three career ejections, two going into this game, and you throw him out because he was pissed off at a borderline call in the first inning. I think that's that was a little soft from the umpire. But, hey, I'm not a Giants fan, so cool. See you, Brandon. I know he helped the Padres win yesterday with all the errors that he had. Holy cow. Throwing ball. He was trying to kill the cameraman. That's what it felt like. I mean, the errors. Just, geez. He's falling off a little bit, I think. Yeah, you're speaking for all of us, Chase. Uh, I have hope we will make the playoffs. Well, maybe not all of us. There were some people, I understand, but there were some people on Twitter like, why the heck is Hater going into this game? And I'm, I'm like... Trust, trust Bob Melvin. I know not all of his moves work, but he knows more than we do. Just trust him. Just Martinez isn't available. Garcia more home. They already pitched. So it's what Stephen Wilson, Nabil, Chris, Matt, Hater, and one more other guy. Who are you going to go to? You know, you can make a case for the other guys, right? Because of Hater's how bad Hater's been, but you see Hater warming up. I would think that Bob Melvin and Ruben Yebla, they know more than we do about what Hader's been working on, you know? Oh, here we go. I don't know how to say this username. Kwami Wame to Raw. Sorry, I probably totally butchered that. My bad. But uh, he says, I got an autograph from Hader and Darvish at the first game of the series when the lights went out. Yeah, I did see a video out there with Josh Hader signing autographs. And, I mean, props to him for that, too. You know, it it could probably be easy for him to just say no with all the struggles that he's or that he was going on with or that he was having, having to deal with. Not throwing strikes. It's like, man, I got to go work on my stuff. But being good to the fans, signing autographs, that's stuff that players don't have to do. Uh, but that's good out of him to do that still, even when he's struggling. I'm sure it's much easier to do that when you're dominating, right? 
Christopher says, I don't want to be overly critical of Juan Soto, but I believe the broadcast showed he had zero hits in this series. We need him to really get going in the hits department moving forward. Um, I, I don't know if that's accurate. He went 0 for 4 today. Oh, he might have 0 for 3 yesterday. Okay, yeah, that is accurate. Okay, my bad. Yeah, he did go over for the series, but he is, I understand your point, and yeah, he does need to get hits moving forward, but he's impacting the game in a lot of other ways. Defensively, that catch he made on, was it Monday? Yesterday, I think. Um, down the right field line, up against the wall. Um, was it? I think it was yesterday when first inning works that walk, takes second when the catcher didn't think he was going to go on that wild pitch that wasn't really that wild and then he scores on Josh Bell's single so he's helping this team in other ways he's still walking obviously uh he had a walk on Monday he had two walks on Tuesday and he had another walk he had another walk today so he's still getting on base a lot of the time during his at bats but I do agree um, yeah, you'd like him to get hits, extra base hits, home runs. He has three with the Padres, homered against Kansas City last weekend. Um, I, I understand your point, but he's helping the team. The good thing with Soto, and you know this, that he's a great player when this happens, even when he's not getting hits, he's getting on base. He's finding ways to help the team. He still scores runs. He's doing really good defensively. Um, I don't think people thought that he was terrible defensively. But for some reason, when he came here in that trade, I wasn't expecting him to be amazing defensively. And he has made some mistakes, but, I mean, he has a great arm. Um, he's playing with urgency out there, from what I can tell. Um, and even, like, you know, that error that he made, I, I think it was against the Giants a couple weeks back at Petco during a Wednesday day game. Um, single to right might have been against the Guardians actually when they got blown out he was trying to come in some of you probably realize what I'm talking about or know what I'm talking about he was trying to come in on the ball line drive he got caught in between a little bit but he was actually he was going to kind of pick the ball uh, in right field like he was trying to be urgent with it it got past him ends up looking like a dumb play but my point is defensively he's still urgent like everything with him is urgent his at bats urgent well he's patient but you know what i'm saying like he's aggressive the, the soto shuffle it's urgent like everything about him is must watch and i absolutely love that about josh Hader. let's move to saturday's or saturday see i don't even know what day it is let's move to tuesday's game padres won this one last night four to three Grisham obviously had that huge two-run home run. Um, Snell was outstanding, I thought. Uh, used the fastball a lot, I think over 70% of the time. But it was weird. He was talking on the broadcast today with Don and Mudd. It was really quick because Joe, that's when Joe was dealing, really quick inning, got a double play there to end that inning that uh, Snell was on the broadcast. But he was saying on the broadcast how he didn't feel as good yesterday as he did against Cleveland when he got smashed. When he was giving up his home runs, Cleveland won that game 7-0. He said he felt better. His pitches felt better. Uh, he thought his pitches were moving better. That start. So that's baseball for you. You know, you feel like you're good, and then you, went up, you go up and suck. Uh, you don't feel as good, and you go six shutout innings, and you strike out eight guys. You know, and you lower your ERA. Um, he was huge last night. Absolutely huge. And then the bullpen, Tim Hill, Luis Garcia didn't give up any runs. Um, I know Martinez came in and uh, he gave up two runs on the Jock Peterson home run. That ball was smashed. But as I said in the postgame reaction, I was confident Nick Martinez even after he gave up that two-run home run. Obviously, same thing with today. Uh, but for yesterday, too, you wish that these games wouldn't be as close, right? It's six to two. Uh, or that was Monday night. It was six to two. 
and the Padres end up making the allowing the Giants to come back, and now it, it was a close game, right? Tuesday, and Padres won that game 6-5. Tuesday, Padres had, what was the lead? It was 4 nothing at one point, then the Giants scored three runs in the eighth and the ninth innings, you know? It's like, these games should not be as close. And that went, that's what has me a little worried, I'll admit. Because um, if this happens against the Dodgers, you're probably not going to have a huge lead against the Dodgers. And it might be 4-3. Well, what if you allow them, the Dodgers to creep back in? Well, when it's a one-run game, they're not creeping back in. When it's a run, one-run game, they're hitting a home run, a two-run home run to take the lead. You know, That's my worry. Like When you're facing better teams, the Giants are under 500. You're facing better lineups, better teams, better bullpen arms, better defense. Giants defense sucks. Um, if you're facing better teams, you can't afford to, you know, give up that many runs late, you know. Um, or whether it was like today, and it was like the sixth inning where they gave up a few runs, right? I don't think they're going to be able to afford that, afford to do that against, you know, the Dodgers, Cardinals, those teams, you know. Um, but getting back to Tuesday's game, I mean, Grisham, his home run was huge. Just hit it like 10 rows deep, made it three, nothing without that home run. They lose by a run. Um, the average it's not there. He's hitting 195, right? But I saw this graphic today. He's second on the team. I think in home runs behind Manny Manny's in the twenties. Grisham is at 16 right now, I think. And so he's, he is impactful. He has, what, two walk-offs, walk-off home runs, I think, this year. One was against Pittsburgh. I know that one off the foul pole. Um, so he is being valuable to this team. His defense has improved. Remember that really, really crappy stretch? It was against Colorado. Remember that ball to center, and he just couldn't catch the ball? That's not happening anymore. Uh, his defense looks a lot better. So I, I like what I'm seeing out of Grisham as of late. Same thing with Nola. Um, and Jeremiah with the home runs, I'm not talking about full home run years. I'm talking about home runs they've hit with the Padres. I think that's what the graphic Valley Sports San Diego had today. I think that's what they meant. Um, and so Grisham, I think, is two. He might be three. I don't remember, but he's up there. So he's still having an impact on this team every once in a while offensively, and um, that home run was huge. And then let me rejog my memory. Um, you know, the Padres taking advantage of obviously the errors, right? Where they had that wild pitch, Soto got to second, Josh Bell drives him in. And then you had what was it, Manny? I want to say it was Manny. Profar got on, let me check, in the sixth, seventh inning. I think it was the seventh inning. Oh, no, Profar doubled. Okay, that wasn't a mistake. I guess I'm just referring to the uh, Josh Bell single uh, where they capitalized after Brandon Crawford's error in the sixth inning. That's right. There was no. I'm thinking of another game. There was no scoring until the sixth inning yesterday. And Blake Snell, without Blake Snell, they don't win that game. You know, if gives up a couple runs early, we got a different story. Um, and Nick, getting back to Nick Martinez, not worried about him. Um, yeah, he gave that ball by Jock was absolutely demolished. Hit into the McCovey Cove. I understand that, but I'm I'm not worried about Nick. You go look at the changeup that he was throwing last night. Uh, how valuable he's been for this team this year. One outing where he get, he get one home run. Like I'm I'm not gonna get worried about him. I don't think many fans are really. I just want to put it out there. I'm not worried about him. Uh, I think Josh Hader took a step forward. We'll see, as Bob Melvin says in his press conferences, take a step forward, take two steps back. Let's see if Josh Hader can avoid taking two steps back now, right? Um. By the way, again, this is the Padres' first sweep since they swept the Diamondbacks in June, I think. June 20 through the 22nd. I think I saw that somewhere earlier today. 
but huge wins. All three wins. Um, they were all one-run wins. And you could say probably all of those situations, all of these games, Monday, Tuesday, and today, they had the opportunity to win by more than one run. And what I mean by that is offense too, but mainly pitching, right? Just not giving it up, not giving up runs to make it closer. Um, they had the opportunity to win by more runs. And so hopefully, um, you know, when they, if they do get leads, bigger leads against the Dodgers this weekend, like they had against the Giants in this series, the pitching can hold it. You know, they, because against the, I mean, I was worried against the Giants here. Uh, imagine us against the Dodgers when, You have, I'm just, I pause because I'm trying to think of who would realistically be due up in an inning. You got like the eighth inning, Garcia on the mound, and you got Mookie, Trey, Turner, and Freddie coming up, right? How confident are we in that, you know? So I just hope that the bullpen, you know, really locks it down this series when they do have a lead because this Dodger team obviously is a whole lot better than this Giants team that the Padres just played, you know? Um, by the way, on Monday, uh, you know, the title here on the screen, lights out in San Francisco. Literally, the lights went out in San Francisco. This was after, or not the lights went out. The lights, uh, some of them were out. I'll put it that way. Some of them, the lights refused to turn on a little bit. Uh, I guess the timer was late. And so there were two delays. There was the umpire delay where the home plate umpire, maybe he didn't stretch before the game. He slipped on the grass during a foul ball, a pop-up that Nola didn't catch. Maybe that was because of the lighting. I have no idea. But he slips. There's an injury there. Hurts his hammy or something. He has to leave the game. So there's a like a 10-minute delay there for the new umpire to go get his gear on and stuff. And then there's a light delay because the people at Oracle Park set the timer to a later time than they should have or a later time than it was supposed to be. It's like, what are we doing? I love Peco Park's tweet, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw this, but if you go look up Peco Park on Twitter, they have a tweet or maybe they replied. I don't know. But they were, they like tagged Oracle Park or the Giants or something and put a picture of Peco Park's lights working perfectly fine. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're wor working perfectly fine here at America's number one ballpark. It said something to that effect, that they were working perfectly fine. Let me check here. It was funny. Like, you know, the Padres, I think the Padres, like, with the click or, you know, a switch, you just turn it on. It automatically comes on. Maybe a few seconds, but it, like, automatically comes on. Here's the tweet. So, yeah, this was, I think, in the middle of the delay, 7.59 p.m. on Monday. Peco Park tweeted, just going to leave this here at Oracle Park, San Francisco, uh, with the light bulb, and it just had the lights working perfectly fine. And if you click on the image description on Twitter, it says, photo of bright stadium lights working correctly at Peco Park, America's number one ballpark. Just totally, totally dunking on Oracle Park and the Giants. I'm sure it's a tremendous ballpark. Um, there's always people that are talking very fondly of it. Uh, I'm a big garlic fries guy, so I'm sure those taste great there. But Peco Park is the number one ballpark in baseball um, for a lot of reasons. It's not just the food or you know, great view and all that. There's other reasons, too. The lights, probably one of them. You know, that was funny, kind of. Uh, we had to stay up later than normal, uh, later than we planned, right? You know, the Giants, right? Games at 645, not 710 like the Dodgers still do for some reason. Because that big half hour, I think, make, makes a big difference. Probably for a lot of people who work, too, in the morning and have to give up, get up early. And so you think the game's starting at 645. It does. But then you have to sit through, like, what was it, like 50 minutes of delays? It's like, okay, well, it's like the game started after 7.10 now. 
So that game was, it felt really, really slow. But the Padres won regardless. And Mike Clevenger, through those two delays, for him to go five innings, two earned runs, I was completely fine with that. Walked only one guy. I, I was fine with that. Um, you know, coming off Tommy John, obviously. I, I don't pitch in the big leagues, obviously. We don't either. None of you guys do. So we're not going to know what it's like to have to sit through two delays. I don't know if Clevenger was throwing uh, underneath or something during that. I did see him sitting there with Nola for a little bit during those del- uh, during the delay. But I assume that's hard on a pitcher. Like, more mentally, like, I'm supposed to be pitching right now and I'm sitting here not doing anything. There's no game going on. Because there's probably, you know, you're pitching in the league for years and years and years. Clev's a veteran. He probably has that clock, that internal clock. Like, okay, uh, even if an inning goes long, like, I'm going to be sitting here for 30 minutes max. Well, the delay happens, ends up being, what, 50 minutes combined, right? And... Rodon actually came out first after the light delay, so Clevenger actually had to wait longer. And Rodon, he only ended up going four innings, gave up five runs. Padres' offense got to him early. On the pregame show before Monday, I said that was probably going to be a big key. Um, And Josh Bell with the single first inning uh, after Soto got the second on that wild pitch. Again, that wasn't that very wild. And Brandon Jury with the two-run home run. And then with Rodon still pitching after the delay, um, Austin Nola with the single to left, Myers and Crony scored. Uh, That was huge. Um, Crony, uh, I believe that's when he singled. Let me go to the fourth inning. Myers walked. Oh, no, he he doubled. That's right. He doubled, got him and Myers in a scoring position, second and third. And then Nola singles to left. So, Crony, that was huge, that double there. I think he got a hit in all three games in the series, by the way, Jake Cronenworth. But that was huge from Nola. And then the bullpen, obviously. Uh, Morahone didn't give up any runs, two innings. Uh, and then Nick Martinez coming in. Yeah, I, I, I said on the postgame reaction, I did not like the pitch selection, that fastball where he came in in the ninth, or was it eighth inning? Eighth inning. Ninth inning was clean. Eighth inning where uh, I forget he was facing. I think it was Lamonte Wade or something. And no, it was Slater. I think it was Slater. And he was throwing change ups, junk pitches, and it was working. Credit to the Giants uh, batter. It was a long at bat. Let me go to that inning just to make sure that was who it was. Yeah, Slater. He singled in. Two runs, Wade and Crawford. That made it 6-4. And then it was a little bloop single to center, J.D. Davis. Uh, that made it 6-5. And then Martinez didn't give up any runs in the ninth. Padres win 6-5. So getting to that Austin Slater at bat, like, and I have it on Twitter, at Talking Fires, by the way, if you want to scroll all the way down to find it. Um, cha- it was change-ups, breaking pitches. Slater was battling. It was a lot of pitches were in. And he was just fouling them off. Fouling them off to the screen. Fouling them off to the right. Um, just He was waiting for that pitch. He was probably waiting for the pitch that Nick Martinez threw, a fastball. And uh, Martinez threw the fastball up and away. Um, kind of missed his spot. Camp- or Nola wanted it higher, like out of the zone. Martinez threw it up and away. It was in the zone, though. And he took it out the other way, two runs scored. And I didn't like that. Like, I understand it's a long at-bat, and you probably want the at-bat to be over so your pitch count doesn't be up, or your pitch count doesn't go up. There we go, proper English. Um, but if it's working, don't, you know, don't try to fix it, right? It was working in, in terms of he was throwing strikes with those pitches, and Slater wasn't making hard contact. There were some dribblers down the left field line, foul. He wasn't making hard contact with those pitches. So I would have went still stuck with the changeup, still ch- stuck with pitches that weren't fastballs. Uh, but I, 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 you know, you have an argument if you want to say, no, he should have just hit a spot fastball. That was a good pitch. Everyone in the ballpark uh, was expecting changeup. Got to throw a fastball there. Okay, I understand that. Okay, so then he just should have hit a spot then. Um, but I disagreed with that pitch selection. 
Anyway, in the ninth inning, ended up not being a huge deal because the Padres ended up winning. Martinez uh, got the save, got Lestel to ground out, struck out Lamonte Wade Jr. looking, and then uh, Wilmer Flores grounded out to Kim. Brandon Jervis at first. That was a big win uh, because that was definitely a game where the Padres could have lost it. You, you don't know, especially, you know, the two delays. Clevenger, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? Uh, is the second delay going to mess with him? Because it probably messed with Rodon a little bit, right? Um, there were some situations where, you know, you look back at this game, it's like, okay, well, what if Juan Soto didn't take second base there in that first inning before Josh Bell drove him in? You know, well, the game would have been tied. Would they have won that game? I, I don't know. They've been pretty good at, in extra innings. Would they have won that game? Like, there's a lot of questions. And so, going back to that point, um, I think it was Kristen in the comments here. Or Christopher, sorry. Excuse me. My mom name. My mom's name is Kristen. Christopher in the chat here talked about Soto uh, and not having hits in this series. I was talking about how, you know, like to, uh, like this game where he was aggressive there, took second, got in scoring position, scored a run there. That was a big difference in the game, right? They won by one run. Good defense yesterday with that uh, fly ball down the line. Evan Longoria makes a great catch. Uh, he's helping the team in other ways. He's getting on base pretty much every game, whether it's a walk or whether it's a home run like he did against Kansas City. So he's helping the team in other ways if he's not getting hits. And so definitely got to give props to uh, Juan for that. That's just the player who he is, too. Um, and I'm sure we're going to fully realize that if we have not already by the end of this regular season. So very, very um, impressive series by the Padres in San Francisco. They head into the, this off day. I think the, the Padres have their fantasy draft tomorrow night. I was listening to that on Extra 1360. By the way, Extra 1360 uh, is no longer going to be Extra 1360 at midnight tonight. It's going to be called the Patriot 1360 or something. Something, uh, I was kind of laughing at it. I saw it on Twitter today. Extra 1360, those guys, they're headed now to 760. And they're calling themselves SD Sports 760. I want to make sure I get that right. Yeah. So it's going to be the same shows. I've been on John and Jim. I've co-hosted with them twice in studio. They just had me on actually yesterday on their show. So you can check that out uh, on Apple Podcasts. Just look up John and Jim if you want to check that out. But it'll be San Diego Sports 760 on AM. That is their station starting tomorrow. Um, but yeah, getting back to Musgrove, he was talking about how they're probably going to have the fantasy draft tomorrow night on the off day, uh, maybe go to the beach a little bit and uh, just chill out. Um, I think the off day is big for Nola, right? Catching. I know he had the off day today. Uh, by the way, you know what? You got to give props to Luis Camposano, right? Got to give props to Luis Camposano. I was, I was critical of the guy on Sunday. I didn't think he looked good. Uh, I thought he he wasn't showing that he was like mentally fully there, uh, getting backpicked at second base when Manny's already up at the plate. He's in scoring position. That was a bad look, trying to be the hero and throw the guy out at third base trying to steal when he was going to be safe and throws it away, cost the Padres a run, setting up a lot of the time down the middle. Uh, I, don't, I, I still don't like how when he's here with the glove, drops the glove down, and then brings it back up. If you look at Nola, Alfaro, they don't really do that. And I think that if I was a pitcher, uh, that I'd like the Nola type that kind of leaves the glove up there for the target. Uh, but today, you got to give props to the guy. He, I think he was a lot better. And also props to Joe Musgrove, spending a lot of time with Camposano. Monday night when Clevenger was on the mound, he literally spent that game talking to Camposano about tendencies, the Giants batters' tendencies. Like, okay, two outs here. Well, I don't know if this was a situation, but I'm just throwing it out. This is probably what was happening. Two outs, uh, Evan Longoria's up at the plate. Runner on second. Okay, what would you do here? 
because Camposano, I guess, was calling the pitches today. Musgrove shook him off sometimes, but he doesn't really shake off. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of him shaking Camposano off, so they seemed like they were on the same page or at least a page closer to one another than Manaya was with Campy on Sunday, that's for sure. Um, yeah, he should have caught that ball in the ninth inning with Hayter on the mound, put a runner in scoring position. Runner should have been on first base when Hayter got the save. Um, but other than that, I mean, I thought he looked a lot better. I don't know how much of framing credit I give him. I know a lot of people on Twitter are like, man, Campy's actually really good at framing. Maybe, but the umpire was just terrible for both teams today. Uh, Adrian Johnson, I think is his name. Like, when the Padres were up at the plate, I mean, I go back to that Cronenworth strike. There were two strikes. I think it was Crony's last at-bat. It was like a foot outside. Strike? Um, the umpire, I mean, last night, there were Garcia threw a two-seamer right inside the strike zone easily, and it was a ball. I, I, I just don't know how much impact Campy's framing has on calls, but it does look good. I'll admit that. Like, on TV, looking at how he receives the ball, it looks good. Uh, I would just rather have that firm target there the whole time. That's just me. Um, but credit to Camposano for putting in the work, spending a lot of time with Musgrove, and uh, I guess you got to give some props to Nola as well. I did read Kevin Acey's newsletter this morning that talked about how Nola was in that pitcher's meeting today before the game with Campy and Musgrove. He was, he was at least going to be. Um, and so both catchers are invested in that day's starter uh, when they need to be. And uh, Campy, it seemed like him and Musgrove, they worked their butt off to get on, get on the same page prior to today's start. And it worked out great. You know, Musgrove, he was striking out a lot of guys early on. And he wasn't shaking off a lot of Campy's pitches that he was using um, to strike out guys. So, again, um, applause for Camposano today. Uh, he, he was much improved, I thought. All right, let's, I'll get to the chat here. Uh, I do see a super chat. Don't worry, I will get to you. Um, but I do want to look just to make sure I know what the pitching matchups for are for the Dodgers series. By the way, Josh Hader's tied for the major league lead in saves, I believe, with 30. John Schaefer just tweeted that out. So um, Again, I was confident in him going into today. I don't know what it was. I think for me it was more, well, Bo Melt's trusting him right now. Niebla's trusting him right now. They know more than I do. They know more than we do. So just trust him. Have some faith. I know it's hard to, but for some reason I thought he was going to get the job done today, and he did just that. So Padres have the off day tomorrow. Dodgers are playing a day game against the Mets. Kershaw's on the mound. Um, so they're, then they're going to fly cross-country and then play the Padres at 7-10 on Friday night. Darvish is on the mound for the Padres. Um, I believe Julio Arias is going to pitch Saturday. And Shamanaya is, at least for now, he's scheduled to pitch on Saturday. I would think that Nola catches him and not Camposano. That didn't work out on Sunday. Um, that's my guess. And Sunday, I believe it's Clevenger. That, that is Sunday night baseball. Another Sunday night baseball game. Last time the Padres visited Dodger Stadium, it was a Sunday night baseball game. Um, Padres, I believe, got swept in that series, if I remember correctly. And that series sucked to watch. Um, it, 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 you know, seeing Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN, they have Peter Seidler on the broadcast and they're talking to him about the Dodgers a lot. You know, like, give me a break. Um, Vin Scully had just passed away, so I understand that. But they were just talking about his history with the Dodgers and his family's history with the Dodgers. And it's like, can you focus on this team, the Padres? That was annoying. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a better result. Padre, or, uh, excuse me, the Dodgers, they have 90 wins already this year. Could have 91 by the time you're listening to this because DeGrom is facing the Dodgers today. Um, I would think the Mets are going to win because DeGrom's on the mound. The Mets are a better team uh, offensively compared to past years. Um, and that could be the National League Championship Series. Those are definitely the two best teams in the National League right now, Dodgers and the Mets. 
Um, so we'll see. I'm excited for this series. I, I like. I think they're having better at bats. The Padres are. They're being more aggressive. Um, I was encouraged by what I saw from Josh Hader today. I love what I'm seeing from Nick Martinez. Um, and then st I trust Darvish. Manaya, not so much, but you would think he's not going to be as bad as last time out. I mean, you couldn't be. You can't really be that. that you can't really be worse than what he was on uh, Sunday, right? Last Sunday. And then Clevenger, I, I trust him. So it's going to be tough. I think Gonsolin's Friday, Urias is Saturday. I don't know who's Sunday. For, or it might be, is it Dustin May? Dustin May might be uh, Friday, actually. It's go yeah, Gonsolin's on the IL, sorry. I think it's May, Friday, Urias, Saturday. I don't know who Sunday would be. Well, yeah, that's what we got going uh, this weekend. 7-10 on Friday, 6-10 on Saturday, and then 4-08 Sunday Night Baseball on Sunday. The Mets are already up 2-0 on the Dodgers right now, so that's good. And the Brewers, by the way, for just tuning in, they won 6-1 against Pittsburgh today. So the Padres still are up two and a half games in the standings for that last wild card spot. Uh, over the Brewers. Technically, they're three and a half up because they have the tiebreaker over Milwaukee. So all things are good right now for the San Diego Padres. All right, let's end this with some chat. By the way, quick updates. Um, by the way, I lied there. We'll, I'll get to the chat. I have a couple of notes here. So Major League Baseball announced today that the Padres are going to play two games in Mexico versus the Giants, two home games. April 29th and the 30th of next season. It's at Alfredo Harp Palou Stadium. I think that's how you say the name. I think I saw a statement from Eric Grubner. I think he's a co or a min minority owner of the Padres. That's the guy who has the stadium named after him. Remember last, I think the last time they went to Mexico, they got no hit by the Dodgers. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. But this team's going to have Juan Soto on it, right? That year's team had Christian Villanueva, might have had Chase Headley still. Um, who else was on that team? It was 20, I think it was 2018. So I think Freddie Galvis was on that team. Let me, I'm actually kind of interested in this to see how far we've come since 2018. Give me one second here. I'm trying to pull up this game. It was a combined no-hitter. I think Urias pitched in that game. You know, you had Renfro, you had Jankowski, Franmil, Hedges, Manuel Margot. Those were the days, man. Just kidding. Osmer, obviously. Okay, where can I find the schedule, the results? I forget what day that was. Mexico City. I think it was a Sunday game. Was it Sunday, May 6th? Dodgers won 3 nothing. Yeah, that was the game. Or no, no, no. Padres won 3 nothing that game. Was it the? It might have been the first game of that series. Yeah, first game, Friday, May fourth. Yep, Friday, May fourth. Padres got no hit. Walker Bueller, that's right. Walker Bueller was starting, and Joey Lucchese got the loss. Jose Perello was batting leadoff. Hosmer. Christian Villanueva, Franchi Cordero was playing left. Rafael Lopez, Rafi was uh, at catcher. Ma oh, my goodness. I totally forgot about that guy. Matt Caesar was in right field. Freddie Galvis was at short. Manny Margot was in center. And the Dodger pitchers were Walker Bueller, Tony Singrani, Yimmy Garcia, and Adam Libertor. So it's not like Jansen came in or anything. Wow. Yeah, that's what I remember from their trip to Mexico. That they got no hit by the freaking Dodgers. 
Anyway, it's going to be different next year. April 29th and the 30th. Another update, uh, Fernando shoulder surgery was postponed. It was supposed to take place on Tuesday. Memory apologized last week, said he was going to have the shoulder surgery. So I liked hearing that. Um, you know, that was another step in the right direction, earning trust with the front office and all that. Uh, it was postponed because he has strep throat, I guess. And I heard this morning that it was going to be next week when the shoulder surgery was going to take place. I don't know if a date has been confirmed, but I heard that on Ben and Woods this morning. I think Ben Higgins said that. Don't quote me on that. I, I was working out. I think that's what I think that's what he said. All right, let's end this with the chat. Padres just swept the Giants. Things are looking good right now. Mood, my mood is great right now. Gil, okay, I mean, I like your optimism. Gil says, series win versus the Dodgers. Who says no? I'm not going to say no. I, I just, I think they're going to win at least one game. I just think the Dodgers are a very good team. So, yeah, you got to start winning series against the Dodgers eventually, right? You play nine games against them starting on Friday the rest of the year. Um, so you're going to have to win some of those games to make the postseason. You just are. Milwaukee has too easy of a schedule for you to go 2-7 and seven or something against the Dodgers because then they could go 7-2 and two or something against the Pirates and the Reds, right? I'm in. Uh, I like your optimism with the series win. I don't think they're going to win Saturday with Manaya on the mound, but that's baseball, right? Thank you for subscribing, Go Friars. Just saw that. Yeah, and Jeremiah getting back to campy. He improved over his first game. That's all we can ask for. I agree. He looked better today. Thank you, Matthew, for this super chat. Again, if you want to support the channel, you can do exactly what he did. Use that super chat button in the comments to support. Uh, and you can also use the super thanks button on regular videos. I make sure to get to every super chat that is shown uh, or that someone puts up there, and I will put it up on the screen. Uh, Matthew here says, Bob should have pulled Musgrove after he hit the second guy. Too passive. The second hit batter? Okay. That was bad, yes. And he did give up some line drives in today's game. But you got to remember, he didn't hit Jock Peterson. Like, that wasn't a hit batter. He did not hit him. You know? Um, and like I said earlier, if you're going to have that argument of Joe should have been pulled earlier, okay. But it's not like the guys that came in after him didn't give up runs. You know, Morahone gave up a run today. Um, you know? So, look, I like Bob Melvin being confident in his starters. Like I said earlier, I'd rather have him be confident in his starters than him pulling starters early and starters feeling more pressure, thinking that they have to be absolutely perfect, you know, in the fifth inning or else they're going to get pulled. Thank you for the comment, though, Matthew. I appreciate that. So, uh, Ben, do you think we see Hader close versus the Dodgers, or will it be Martinez? I would think they'd go Martinez on Friday if they have a lead. Again, this is if they had a lead, remember? What, didn't they get swept the last time they played the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium? So, yeah, it's a big if if they have the lead. Um, I think you could see him go to Hader one game. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Hader with the lead on Friday. I think that... The better odds are Martinez, though. That's, that's just me. I think today was more, you know, Martinez isn't available. We've already used more Honan Garcia. Let's try Hater here. We're not facing the Dodgers. Let's try Hater here and see what happens. Because they did have, you know, we'll have Steven Wilson up in the bullpen. And right after the three batters are done, if Hater's struggling, we'll put Steven Wilson in. Because that's what was going to happen if, if uh, Hater was struggling. You know, they had Wilson warming up. So maybe they do that on Friday and they have Nick Martinez warming up uh, or another reliever warming up. 
So in case he is struggling three batters in, they yank him. I still would think that Martinez goes Friday, but yeah, I'm not Bob Melvin. I, I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. Alex asks, what do you watch when baseball's over? Well, in fact, when I'm done here in a couple minutes, I'm going to go watch Serena, U.S. Open. I have no idea how that's going. I watched Monday. I watched the entire match on Monday. Um, she can still do it. Man, she is fun to watch. Um, I'm a big woman sports fan, too. Uh, San Diego Wave, obviously. I watch all their games. Um, I watch other baseball Watch other Major League Baseball games. I know you said when baseball's over. Um, I used to work for an NBA team, so I do. I am invested in the NBA, too. Uh, WNBA playoffs are tonight. Uh, Dodgers-Mets, DeGrom's on the mound, so I'll probably watch some of that when I'm done here. A lot of sport. I love pretty much every sport. I'm not a huge fan of men's soccer, like MLS soccer. The NWSL, the Wave. That's the league the waiver in. I like that more. Um, I think that's more entertaining. But I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not like gonna say no if a soccer game's on. And I do watch the NHL too. I I like the playoffs more than the regular season. But I, I pretty much all sports. Love the UFC. Went to the UFC event where Dom Cruz was fighting a couple uh, a few weeks ago. I know he lost, but uh, yeah, that was big. That was a. Uh, Big event for San Diego. Packed arena. Hopefully they come back in a couple years, a few years. Jeremiah here says, so Ben, remember last time at Dodger Stadium we were coming off those five games against the Rockies over four days. This time the Dodgers will have something similar with their games in New York and then coming home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, let me look at let me look at the schedule to make sure what you're talking about. I believe you. I I just want to see what was if that was yeah. So yeah, last time they were at Dodger Stadium, lost eight to one. That was the game Anaya pitched, I believe, got smashed. Brandon Jury was at third base for some reason instead of um, Manny. That didn't make sense to me. Then they lost eight to three on that Saturday game, and then. They lost 4 nothing Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, here's the pitching probables. So, Jeff Sanders just tweeted this out. Darvish on Friday against Dustin May. Shamanai is still starting Saturday against Julio Urias. And then Clevenger on Sunday against Andrew Heaney. That's the pitching matchups. Uh, Dustin May is filthy, but Darvish is too. Saturday, I, I would definitely give the Dodgers the advantage there. Uh, Sunday... Who knows? Uh, but national TV games, Padres usually don't play great those games. But, hey, uh, the expectation is that they win at least one game in this series. I know it's like, well, Ben, come on. You have confidence they're going to win the series. Well, they got to show me they can beat the Dodgers first, you know? Let's, let's win one game, and then let's win another game this weekend. You know, we got to take it slow. I, I think they'll take one game. That's my gut reaction. All right. Covered a lot here. Padres swept the Giants. Lights went off. Or some of them did. Some of them didn't turn on, actually. That's what I meant. Uh, Snell was lights out. Some of the bullpen was lights out. Manny Machado. Uh, I don't know if he could be lights out at the plate, but he was very, very good at the plate hitting missiles. Um, loved what I saw from Josh Hader today. I know some pitches were outside the strike zone, but, you know, um, that was encouraging. Now, it won't mean anything if he struggles against the Dodgers, right? We'll go right back to the same conversation. But good for Josh that he was able to get out there and really great job out of Bob Melvin, you know, having the courage, having the balls to bring in Josh Hader. You know, I know a lot of fans, if they were managing, wouldn't have done that. I would have... I don't know if I I don't know if I would have done it, but I would have been much more willing than some fans, I'll tell you that. Uh I think you gotta believe in a guy when you have a guy that's that talented, right? A guy that 
didn't allow a run the first two months of the year. You know, you got to believe in him. Put him back out there. At some point, he's going to find it. And hopefully he's working towards that. So Dodgers this weekend. This has been episode 224 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. This has been brought to you by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. GaglioneBros.com is their website. They also have those cheesesteak fries. Those are amazing, too. Located on Friars Road, Petco Park. Uh, and they're also going to be at Snapdragon Stadium. So if you're there on Saturday for San Diego State's first football game, feel free. I think they're the east part of Snapdragon. I don't know where that is. I've never been there. I don't know um, the map or anything of Snapdragon. I don't have that in front of me, but I believe it's on the east side of the stadium. So if you want them, they're there. A lot of different uh, places you can get it. All right, that'll do it. Episode 224, Padres sweep the Giants. First sweep in a while. They got at least a two-and-a-half game lead on Milwaukee uh, in the standings, technically three-and-a-half. Enjoy the night, everyone. Go Padres. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.